Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this is episode number 50. <gasps> I know, I mean, that's 49 more than I thought we'd do. Yeah. And technically, I think it's also like number 73 for counting all of the unofficial episodes, but we don't. They're not real in our eyes. Yep. They're our illegitimate children. Yep. But yeah, this uh, time, because it's a special 50th episode, and also because it's another one of our DC specials, this week we're going to be covering Marvel vs. DC slash... DC vs. Marvel. Marvel vs. DC sounds better though, right? It does. Yeah, I mean, DC vs. Marvel seems a lot more clunky. I agree. People uh, need to like understand like how names work. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to be the first, but sometimes it's like, things sound better the way, like, the way that they are. Yeah. Well, and it was like, for two of the issues, it was DC versus Marvel, and then for the other two, it was Marvel versus DC, so. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, for lawyers, Nelson and Murdoch sounds much better than Murdoch and Nelson. Yeah, but it was a four-issue miniseries written in 1996. By Ron Mars and Peter David, with pencils by Dan Jurgens and Claudio Castellini, with inks by Joseph Rubenstein and Paul Neary, letters by Bill Oakley, and colors by Gregory Wright and Digital Chameleon. And one of the weirdest things is that I think, like a lot of other event comics, this one is very dated in its time. This mm-hmm. one also comes between like a whole bunch of like big story beats. Well, they stuck with all of them. Well, but I don't think that's the way it's felt with, uh, like, some of the other event comics. Uh, Like, more recently, like, if you go back to Infinity War, or uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, and a few of the others, it's big. But, like, this one, it's really weird, because, I mean, we start off with Spider-Man, and this is during the Clone Saga. Yeah. So he's going by Ben Riley, and he's swinging through New York City, and he ends up finding this magical glowing box next to a homeless man, and then all of a sudden Spider-Man vanishes. The homeless man wakes up when he notices that someone else has shown up, and meanwhile, Spider-Man has ended up in Gotham where he's talking to the Joker, and they talk and pretty much just think that each other is crazy before they part ways. Well, I like the fact that Joker knows who Spider-Man is, but Spider-Man does not know who Joker is. I think at this time they're sort of trying to do the uh, Joker is sort of breaking the fourth wall. But, oh, were they? I yeah. wasn't sure they were just trying to harken back to like Superman versus Spider-Man. Well, that was a separate universe. Yeah, that was the sure if they were just forgetting that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the X-Men, uh, or a team of the X-Men, consisting of Gambit, Storm, and Wolverine, are facing down the Juggernaut, who ends up teleporting away before he runs into the Daily Planet and Superman. Which... Superman's pissed because he hurt his place of business. Exactly. And meanwhile, the homeless man has just gotten done duct-taping his giant glowing box before it explodes. Like, one of the things I don't like is they don't give us a name for Mysterious Homeless Man. 
until, like, the last issue. And it's like, you could have at least, like, given him some mysterious title, like, The Vagrant, or... I don't know. I don't know. It, it It's just weird to review and talk about it. He's, like, been, like, a very big plot point for this series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, across the... Two universes, Captain America, Wonder Woman, Hulk, who at the time is actually Bruce Banner in the Hulk's body, um, Superboy, and Lobo all end up disappearing, uh, while the X-Men who had been fighting the Juggernaut uh, report what had happened to uh, Professor Xavier, they end up vanishing as well. But also, let's all remember just for a second how great Wolverine's hair was looking back in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. Damn, son. And then uh, Green Lantern, who was Kyle Rayner at the time, and who was the only Green Lantern at the time. Elektra, Flash, Thor, who had who has, like, one of his many very shitty 90s costumes. Mm-hmm. Aquaman, Silver Surfer, Captain Marvel, the Billy Batson version, not the Carol Danvers version. Namor, Quicksilver. Or Marvel version at the time, it would have been. Yeah. Uh, Namor, Quicksilver, and Catwoman also all vanish. We then cut to Batman and Robin, who is currently Tim Drake, in a standoff with Bullseye, who is threatening to kill Robin. Batman ends up knocking Bullseye out before Tim disappears and reappears in Jubilee from the X-Men's room. Which, I love how she is just delighted that Robin has, for one thing, shown up, and then for a second thing, his costume is on point, according to her. She loves that fashion sense, man. Mm-hmm. Bright colors. And he knows karate. And he's cute. You got the Jubilee trifecta there. Basically. And then, the editor of the Daily Planet is super pissed because Clark Kent's not showing up on time. Turns out, oh, it's J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Who's apparently performed a hostile takeover of the Daily Planet. Yeah, well, and the other important thing is that the Baxter building has appeared right behind the Daily Planet building in Metropolis. Oh, yeah! Didn't Donna? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I hadn't caught that before. Like, it's a very quiet thing, but they never reference it. Yeah. And meanwhile, more fights have been breaking out across the world. Steel, who was the mechanical suit Superman replacement, is fighting Absorbing Man. Green Goblin is fighting Kyle Rayner. With Green Goblin's terrible 90s costume. I thought the costume wasn't too bad. See, I don't know. All those like, weird tattered clothes and everything. Uh, Captain America is fighting Bane. Uh, Daredevil is fighting Riddler. Which, Riddler is going to get his ass kicked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, unless like Daredevil can't read the clues that Riddler has. It's like... Haha, I've put in the clues for you in fireworks, Batman. And Daredevil just looks up and he's like, I can hear sounds, but uh, I'm not getting what you're spelling out. Well, it's also, what's it called, too? How we were talking about uh, Trial versus Two-Face versus uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Anytime a coin gets flipped, Daredevil will not know what the outcome is. (laughs) Well, no, I, I think his senses could be acute enough. I mean... Uh, but yeah, Batman is fighting Venom, uh, Captain Marvel's fighting Doctor Doom, which, I'd be interested in seeing that fight. 
Because you have, like, this very wholesome person versus this very megalomaniacal villain. Uh, you have Punisher versus Deathstroke. During the great time when Punisher still had his ponytail. We have Etrigan versus the Ghost Rider. Yes. I forgot how, like, big Etrigan was in the 90s, but have you yeah. ever read the uh, Garth Ennis series that he did? No, I haven't. It is really good. Like, it came out around the same time as Hitman who surprisingly doesn't make a showing in the series. Yeah. Firestorm and Martian Manhunter are fighting the Thing and Johnny Storm. Superman is facing down Annihilus. Spider-Man is fighting Man-Bat. But we also get some team-ups, like Jack Knight Starman, who is the 90s Starman from the really good Starman series, who's teaming up with Doctor Strange. Archangel and a weirdly feminine-posed Hawkman are together. Yeah. Like, it would have made more sense. I have a feeling that it was one of these things where it's like, oh, I'm going to draw a hawk woman, or I'll draw a hawk girl in this. And then they're like, uh, no, you can't really draw her because we aren't really sure what's happening with her because it's hawk woman and it's the 90s. Yeah. If you don't know about how confusing all of that stuff gets, Journey into Misery did Hawkman for their 50th episode. And that was super confusing. Uh, there's also Supergirl and She-Hulk teaming up, which seems like it would be fun. That would be a good team up. Mm-hmm. And Clark Kent has been trying to like cover all of these events. Like We have his captions talking about uh, lots of people getting confused and fighting, but a few people making friends. And because Jimmy Olsen ended up getting a new job working for the TV company... The new photographer at the Daily Bugle, or at the Daily Planet, is Ben Riley, who is Spider-Man, because comics. Like, but it's okay, his professional name is Peter Parker. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Spectre, who is the living wrath of God, and the living tribunal, who is Marvel's super court uh, they're basically trying to figure out what's going on, and we see two figures. One is red and blue, and the other is blue and red, and they're about to touch. Uh, we then learned about Axel Asher, whose sister once shot him in the leg on accident. Uh, he was the guy who we saw talking before to the homeless man, and he is currently freaking out because he ended up seeing the blue and red figure and the red and blue figure, a police officer tries to confront him because he's acting super sketchy before another police officer from Gotham shows up and's like, hey, what are you doing to my jurisdiction? And the other guy's like, this is New York City, pal. I don't know where you're thinking you're coming from. So Axel's able to get away. Suddenly, Wolverine and Killer Croc burst out of the sewers as Clark Kent and Peter Parker both watch, wanting to ditch one another, which is one of those moments that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was really great. Yeah. And uh, so Axel ends up trying to take some money out of the ATM, but his card doesn't work because he's ended up on the other world, and he realizes that he does not know where he is anymore. But he luckily finds the magical homeless man in his glowing box again. And while Thanos is making his TV dinner and about to watch some nice television, oh, who should appear in dark side? He wants to ruin his evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gambit also sneaks up to attack Nightwing. Storm and Wonder Woman end up fighting. Well, Storm and Wonder Woman end up running into one another. And they're sort of like, oh, hey. 
or Batman is tracking down the Lizard, and Captain America finally defeats Bane. Wolverine and Gambit end up stealing the Batmobile, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mole Man has, meanwhile, taken over the Batcave, and Tim Drake is being hard crushed on by Jubilee. And I, I totally ship it. Oh, yeah, no, I was down for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in the comics afterwards for a while, there were references made to the event and, like, Jubilee going through the sort of missing her boyfriend from another universe. And anyways, everything starts to break down as the two entities have finally noticed one another. And they're like, hey, uh, I think people from my universe are better. And the other guy's like, well, I think people from my universe are better. We should have them fight. And the homeless guy explains everything that's going on. And it's a whole bunch of, like, pointless nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to make this cosmology stuff that never really uh, becomes important. Like, they're from the Big Bang, and uh, the homeless guy and Axel are, like, remnants. But the big guys are called the Brothers. And Axel and Homeless Guy are shards, and they're supposed to basically save the world, which is like, okay, that's all we need to know. Meanwhile, Thor and Captain Marvel are going to be the first ones up to fight. And they have a big old-fashioned prey off to see who is the more holier dude. Yep. And as the world waits, there's a lot of chaos and betting going on. One of the great parts is that... uh, is Darkseid ends up just calling Thanos a pale imitation, which is true. Lois Lane ends up getting abducted by the Scarecrows from Marvel and DC, which is another really great thing. Because, like, they're practically the same character. Basically. Yeah. Well, Scarecrow from Marvel rarely actually appears. Yeah. Partially because the Scarecrow from DC is, like, the bigger character. Yeah. And luckily, Peter saves her out of costume, and Superman catches this, and he's like, uh, maybe I should be worried. We then Might have to get super peanut butter and jelly. I know. No need to get super peanut butter and jelly. Meanwhile, at the carnival, Snapper Carr, who is the Justice League fanboy, and, and Rick, Rick Jones, Jones, who is the Avengers' biggest fanboy, who sometimes also turned into Captain Marvel and later on became A-Bomb. Uh, they're trying to get people to place bets on their universe, which is also amazing. Yep. They get in a huge awesome fight, some Ferris wheels well, go down. Well, well, they don't. Those two don't get into a fight. Sorry. Yeah. Thor Cap- and Shazam have their huge fights, some Thor- Ferris wheels go down. No, Devin, it's Thor and Captain Marvel. Thor. No. Uh, legally, you are incorrect right now, Luke. At the time, it was Captain Marvel. Whatever. Fine, Thor and Captain Marvel have their huge fights, some Ferris wheels go down, but Billy Batson has to, uh, is tra- but Shazam transforms back into Billy Batson so that he can escape being crushed. Under a Ferris wheel. Yeah. And yeah. right as he tries to turn back into Captain Marvel, Thor causes the lightning to not hit him, and Billy Batson goes down. And Mjolnir vanishes only to be found in a very porny panel by Wonder Woman. But Thor's feeling pretty good now because he just beat a small child almost to death. 90s. Uh, yep. 
Elsewhere, Namor and Aquaman are fighting, and Aquaman's sort of having a fun time because he's, like, faster and able to move around easier, and Namor's like this big truck. And then Namor punches him out from the water. Meanwhile, on a highway, the Flash and Quicksilver are racing, and Wally West is just toying with Quicksilver because, like, Wally West is infinitely faster than Quicksilver is. But while they're arguing, they accidentally derail a truck that gets ready to explode. So Wally runs over and saves them before the explosion catches them. But as he, like, had to save him, he ended up getting a lot of smoke into his lungs. And so Quicksilver starts beating on him, but then has a change of heart and says, Man, I feel like I shouldn't be beating on this person because he just saved all his people. And then Wally West just, like, beats the heck out of him. To which, they, they, I had a problem with this panel right there. I was like, please, are you kidding me? Quicksilver would never have had a problem beating Flash mm-hmm. while he was down like that. Yeah, yeah. And then back at the water fight, Aquaman ends up binding Namor with a rope from his harpoon arm. And then has a killer whale tackle Namor, winning the battle. Which, I'm not a fan of. No, I thought that was a really weak fight. Namor would have totally just crushed him. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. now that they're out of water. Yeah. And Peter Parker and Lois Lane are meanwhile hanging out, and we find out that it is Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, who has purchased the Daily Bugle, or the Daily Planet. Uh, we then have a recap of Jubilee explaining everything that has happened, and there's a whole bunch of nothing for, like, six pages, and it's like, why... Why do you need all of this explanation? And why are you doing it all in cursive handwriting? Oh, I hated this. I I skimmed it, her writing. Yep. And she's still crushing on Robin pretty hard before they teleport to their fight inside of a balloon warehouse. She kisses him before they start the fight, and Robin ends up tricking her with his cape. He binds her up and defeats her without laying a single punch on her before they presumably make out more. Which I thought was weird, because I thought the loser was supposed to, like, disappear. No. I mean, no one else has really disappeared so far. No, I know, but I thought, I, to me, that's a problem. I thought they were supposed to. Uh, it's... That's what, that's what they said, the loser vanishes forever. Well, no, the loser world. Oh, I should get it specifically, those heroes would vanish right then and there, like, poof. Nope. Meanwhile, in space, Kyle Rayner who has, like, all of the power of the Green Lantern Corps, is fighting the Silver Surfer, but the power cosmic of the Silver Surfer just, like, beats his ass. As one would expect. Yeah. This is an episode two here where they were referencing, like, they've crossed over before. Because I was saying, you're talking about the Joker because he's like, in the past, you and I have preserved our two universes by acting together. Now we attempt to save at least one by battling each other. It's unclear writing, because you could read that as we've tried to preserve our individual universes. I have no idea. I don't know. I was taking as the two of them have worked together. I I got no idea, man. We have not read a lot of the other crossovers yet. We have so much more to read. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, in Gotham, Elektra and Catwoman are fighting, and Elektra, being the better fighter, pretty much easily drops Catwoman, so we are currently at a 3-3 tie. Peter 
ends up trying to hit on Lois Lane before she reveals that she's engaged and Clark Kent shows up behind Peter, scaring him off. Also, did you see how like big of a flash there was from that ring that Clark gave her? Clark does not have that kind of money. But Superman does. Does she know he's Superman? I don't think so. She does. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't know where things are happening at these stages in the game. Yeah, I've, I've got a less complete view, but I've got a general idea. Anyways, J. Jonah Jameson ends up bursting in because Hulk and Metallo are fighting, and Superman heads off to the fight, slash to cover the story. Meanwhile, Axel and the Hobo have been talking, and the Hobo ends up unleashing his powers on Axel, so Axel becomes Access whose job is to keep the balance between the universes. Meanwhile, on some planet in space, Wolverine and Lobo are having their fighting. After Lobo gets a hook into Wolverine, the battle ends up going off-panel before Wolverine gets up the winner, which I don't necessarily accept that as the win, but it's like, Wolverine is... Like, this is when they were starting to do the battles that were voted on by the fans... And so Wolverine would definitely beat Lobo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have Storm versus Wonder Woman. In but fun. Wonder Woman wants to be all, like, fair and balanced, so she drops Mjolnir and just has a go at her with just her own normal powers. Yeah, and so, sp- and so Storm pretty much just spams her electrical attacks, defeating Wonder Woman. As she should. Basically, all I've learned so far from this entire thing is you should never, ever fight fair. Mm-hmm. Because Namor got his ass kicked because, as he said, Aquaman cheated. And Wonder Woman gave up her edge, and then she got her ass kicked. Yeah. In uh, Greenwich Village, Superboy and Spider-Man are fighting. Superboy at the time is Connell, who is a clone of Superman, and he has tactile telekinesis. And Spider-Man is Spider-Man and... He is also shocked to learn that Superboy is a clone because this was during the Clone Saga. So he's like, what? Clones? Mm-hmm. And so they end up breaking a water tower. And Superboy and Spider-Man is able to trick Superboy into hitting a circuit breaker while webbed up. And this pretty much electrocutes and knocks out Superboy. Superman shows up to help deal with Metallo and the Hulk. But, like, as soon as they take down Metallo, the two are teleported to the Grand Canyon. And Hulk and Superman are like, yeah, we'd rather not fight. But Superman ends up winning the fight pretty much by being faster. And just being able to do, like, more damage really, really quickly than the Hulk was. I disagree with that outcome. Yeah, though, I mean, this was... Banner Hulk, so he wasn't as angry, so therefore he wouldn't be as strong. I guess. And I mean, he's also dealing with the father of all superheroes, so I mean that popularity. But it's basically like Hulk does not have like a power cap where Superman theoretically should. The writers don't ever like to write him like that. Well, there's also '90s Hulk though, so I mean we don't know what his status was at the time. Meanwhile, Batman and Captain America are fighting in the sewers of Manhattan, and they want to talk instead of fighting, 
a system flush ends up taking both of them by surprise, and they end up finding Axis and the hobo, and the Axis decides that he's just going to merge the brothers, and this ends up pushing the universes together as a result, which leads to Amalgam. And next week and the week after, we're going to be covering Amalgam Comics, but, like, this is theoretically where all of that takes place in between. And so we start off with Darkclaw, who is Wolverine plus Batman, fighting the Hyena, who is Sabretooth plus the Joker. As Super Soldier, who is Captain America plus Superman, shows up. And because Axis merged the brothers, there's actually like an empty universe that the Spectre and the Living Tribunal are trying to save because, like, the universes should not be merged together. The Hobo reveals that his name was Morty. And when Axis comes back, he reveal or he's realized that he made a stupid mistake merging the brothers together. Morty ended up dying, summoning Super Soldier and Dark Claw to him, but Axis is able to split them apart, and he's able to re-separate the universes, even though the parts are still mixed up. Hulk, for example, ended up in the Bat Cave where he's fighting Mole Man and the Moloids, so he drops Batman's giant penny on them before getting swarmed by Moloids. Luckily, Superman is there to save up. Which then, here's one of my favorites, which was, oh, Superman versus the Mole Men. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that, because that is a classic, old-school, like, 50s film. Yep. Not even earlier. I did love that reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't pick that up. Though, so thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep. At the Daily Planet... J. Jonah Jameson and Perry White are teaming up to face the Kingpin, who ends up just, like, batting him away. Luckily, Spider-Man and Superboy show up and pretty much toss Kingpin out the window. Robin and Jubilee have somehow ended up having a date in Venice, and they're totally making out. Uh, Lobo and Thanos have ended up fighting until Wolverine shows up to fight uh, as well. And then Darkseid also shows up. Like here, it's just like, oh, we, we, we need something to fill out these last few pages. And so let's toss in crazy fights. Oh, so, I know. So like Elektra and Catwoman face down the Abomination. Both of them are going to die. Oh, uh, I know. Like, like yes. Uh, Quicksilver and Flash fight Venom. And they should have like already separated the symbiote from whoever was wearing at the time. I think that would be Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Marvel, Thor, Wonder Woman, Storm, Green Lantern, and Silver Surfer show up to fight Darkseid and Thanos. Thor ends up getting dropped by an Omega Beam and drops Mjolnir. Luckily, Wonder Woman hands it back to him, and they notice that reality is bleeding. Is That's the term they use for it. Yep. Axis ends up taking Captain America and Batman to see the brothers. Meanwhile, the rest of the world confronts the End Times, Jameson apologizes to Spider-Man. Spider-Man's not sure how to accept that apology. Which I can accept. And oh, yeah. the brothers end up noticing Batman and Captain America, and they see all of the like lives and stories that the characters have been, and they're like, oh, I guess your characters aren't so bad. Maybe we can understand one another. Maybe it doesn't need to be Marvel versus DC. And they end up shaking hands, and the worlds get separated correctly. The memories stay, and Axis is like, fuck this, and he leaves the universe. 
And Jubilee is now a hot mess of a teenager because the love of her life is now gone. In another universe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Never to be seen again. Well, until all access and unlimited access. Yep. But, uh, since we can't really add the 616 or the DC post-crisis, post-millennium, pre-whatever-the-next-event-would-have-been... I think that would have been Infinite Crisis. Yep, I think so. Uh, we decided to hold a poll on Twitter, which is incomplete, so this time we're just going to be telling you who we've got competing against each other and the current uh, standings, because there's still about 20 hours to go left at this time. So the uh, we have 11 rematches and then 10 new matches that we came up with. And so the rematches are Aquaman versus Namor, with Namor currently winning. Damn straight! Elect- Namor, son. Elektra versus Catwoman, with Catwoman currently winning. What? Yeah. No. Uh, Flash Wally West versus Quicksilver, with Flash rapidly outpacing Quicksilver. That was a poor joke, but I agree. Uh, Robin... Uh, actually, no, actually, no. Quicksilver's gained some ground since last we spoke. A little bit. Uh, we have Robin, Tim Drake versus Jubilee, and Robin has a healthy, healthy lead. Like, he's winning. Uh, Silver Surfer is beating Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Uh, Thor and Captain Marvel has been, like, pretty much neck and neck. Thor currently has a very small lead. Uh, Superman and Hulk has Superman winning, which, I mean, Superman. It's Superman. Uh, Spider-Man is definitely winning against Superboy, who has not been treated well at all by DC in the past, like, two reboots. Uh, Captain America and Batman had been more closely matched. Captain America has a slight lead right now. Dang. Uh, Wolverine has a heavy lead on Lobo. Uh, Wonder Woman has a heavy lead on Storm. And then for the new matches, we have Iron Man versus Cyborg, because Iron Man was not in the event at all. I think this would have... Surprising. Would would this have been, like, Teen Tony times? Because this was 96, so... Oh, God, yeah, it would have been... (laughs) Oh, Teen Tony. And, uh... Yeah, it would have been just before Heroes Reborn. Yeah. And so he's going up against Cyborg, because, you know, mechanical people... You you see the, like, comparison there, right? No. I don't see anything. Okay. But Iron Man is, not surprisingly, winning. We then have... Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel versus Harley Quinn. And Kamala is killing Harley Quinn, which I... I'm surprised by that much. Yeah, though I think maybe it it's the people who voted where I think Harley Quinn is a person who's more popular with, I guess I'd say, more casual comic fans. Yeah. Uh, also, as I also kept telling you, too, I feel like people are not looking at who would win in a fight. It's just based on who is more popular. Yeah. But, I mean, that's probably what happened with the actual polls. 
that's absolutely exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, we then have Robin Damien Wayne versus Quentin Choir, and Robin still has a slight lead over Quentin, but that's uh, become a lot more close. We Quentin have has magical shotguns, psychic shotguns, people. He would destroy a little Damien Wayne. Uh, Batgirl versus Silk is our fourth match, and Batgirl is pretty much winning this one, hands down. People uh, need to give Cindy some more love. Everyone, go love her. I think if it had been Spider-Gwen instead, that might have been better, or closer. But, yeah. Uh, we also have Cable versus Midnighter, and Midnighter's winning. And, like, I would love to see that fight. It'd be a cool fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Scarlet Witch versus Zatanna. And Zatanna has a decent lead over Scarlet Witch. Also incorrect Twitterverse. Uh, Barry Allen uh, versus Robbie Reyes is our seventh match. And Barry has a lead partially because they pretty much turned TV Barry Allen. in. They gave TV Barry Allen Wally West personality. And yeah, they destroyed Wally West. But... I think it's an interesting match nonetheless. We then have our weird magic slash detective match, which is Constantine versus Patsy Walker Hellcat. And Hellcat's made a bit of a growth, but Constantine still has a healthy lead. Uh, we then have the teen arachnid uh, heroes, or, well, teen insectoid heroes, uh, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, versus Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And Miles Morales has a lead. Um, Jaime had, Jaime's made some decent growth. And then yep. the final match, which was suggested by Chris Haley, the Chris Haley on Twitter, uh, he suggested Grayson versus Deadpool. And Grayson currently has a lead. And you know what? Because there's 11 in the original, I feel like we should have 11 on our new poll. We're going to throw in the great bonus one. Perry Mason versus J. Jonah Jameson. Perry Mason is an actor, Devin. Whatever. (laughs) If you can't get the names right, we can't put them on the poll. Fine. Perry White versus J. Jonah Jameson. (laughs) Nope, nope. You fucked up, Devin. You fucked up. Doesn't matter. I'm creating it now. I have access to the Twitter. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, Ch- we'll give you the final results of these next week as we cover Amalgam Comics Part 1 for our one-year anniversary special. Uh, Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast. Sometimes we also do bonus episodes. Sometimes we do stuff on our Twitter uh, you can find our Twitter at, at MultiversalQ. It's all one word, or, well, one word with a Q at the end. Uh, we also have Facebook, Tumblr. Uh, you can email us at MultiversalQ at Gmail. And then if I'm also working on MultiversalQ stuff, I'll usually post it through my personal Twitter, which is at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Where can people find you, Devin? You can find me on the Twitters at FredoFett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, we have a Patreon that, you know, we'd 
wouldn't mind if you wanted to financially support us as we've been doing this for about a year. And uh, as of next week, yeah, yeah. But I think that about wraps it up. So I think will, so too. Yeah. So we will see you next week for our one year anniversary. Peace. Peace.